Hey, Chris from the Mighty Decibel here. Welcome back. Uh, we're going to be doing a Hidden Gems episode today. Uh, this is where we shine the light on bands or albums that we believe uh, <laughs> uh, deserve more attention. So every country, it seems, outside the U.S. <laughs> have bands that have escaped international um, uh, fame and fortune. And uh, this episode, we're going to be looking uh, at it from my country of residence uh, perspective, Canada. Uh, so there's a bunch of Canadian bands out there uh, that are big in Canada, but didn't quite make it uh, internationally. And that's who we're going to be covering today on this episode. So as usual, we'll attack this chronologically, uh, this time by the date that the band was born. Uh, so in this case, we're going back to 1973 for the birth of Max Webster. So often seen as the weird cousin of uh, our beloved Rush, uh, they were a band that used some quirky, weird song structures and sounds. Um, uh, but were seemingly on the verge of international or at least U.S. breakout uh, when they unceremoniously broke up on tour supporting Rush. So uh, for us headmangers out there, I would point to the band's last record, Universal Juveniles. Uh, it's their uh, heaviest and most straightforward release. Uh, beautiful stuff here. Check it out. <laughs> Check. One, Check. Two, one, two.
Two years later, in 1975, Gotta was born in a suburb of Toronto, Ontario. Uh, so the band were this close to making it here in Canada, didn't make it internationally. Uh, you know, they never stepped past the perennial opening act for international bands. Uh, but a lot of that could be put on their own shoulders as they continued to lighten their sound when they should have put uh, more heavy stuff on their albums. That said, in a live setting, the band knew where their bread was buttered by playing all their li uh, their loud stuff. Uh, so check out the uh, their double disker best seat in the house. Uh, so for some early sleazy metal, really good stuff. But if you're into studio material more, I would point you to their debut, self-titled debut, as their best and heaviest.
also in 1975, Teenage Head were born out of Hamilton, home of the despicable Tiger Cats uh, to West Toronto Argonauts fans. Uh, so the Teenage Head were a early punk rock act, uh, aggressive, uh, with a mix of uh, rock and roll, swagger and humor. Uh, they achieved notoriety here in Canada as they were the hosts of a good old rock and roll riot here in Toronto. Uh, it seems that uh, a gig was sold out and it, uh, some people swam the moat to get uh, to the gig and all sorts of hostilities <laughs> occurred after that. Uh, unfortunately, they weren't able to uh, break it out internationally. Uh, for our Decibel-loving fans, I would point to their last album, Teenage Head, with Marky Ramon. Uh, it is a reworked versions of all their, I would say, their best material with Marky Ramon sitting on the drum kit. Uh, superior production here, and the song selection is amazing. You're not 
1979 Fist, or Mayo Fist outside of Canada, were formed in Ottawa, our nation's capital. So they played a quintessential bar band version of uh, of early metal, uh, what Martin Popoff would call poverty metal. <laughs> uh, however, lightning struck in 1981 when they issued the unexpectedly strong Fleet Street. Uh, so it contains old school toughness uh, propelled by some keys along with uh, hoarse vocals by lead guy Ron Chenier. Uh, so there's five songs that you can extract here and put on any early metal best of uh, list that you've got going. Uh, and the concluding Fleet Street Open the Gates combo makes for one of the better uh, concluding 11 minutes of any disc at, in that era. So ignored uh, internationally, as in their native Canada, uh, go check out Fleet Street.
notorious in Canada for being charged with obscenity violations for their ultra non-PC <laughs> album covers and lyrics. We're talking about Vancouver's Dayglow abortions. If you want to pick up um, an A1 hardcore punk album with a pinch of crossover, look no further than 1987's Here Today, Guano Tomorrow. Excellent stuff. <laughs> just one year after Max Webster's dissolution, the uh, guitarist singer uh, Kim Mitchell issued his self-titled solo debut EP. Uh, so I've always thought this EP was the logical progression that Max would have gone towards if they'd stayed together. 
Uh, only five tracks, but all of them are memorable, hook-filled, radio-worthy hard rock. much a religion or even a cult here in Canada uh, is Kingston, Ontario's The Tragically Hip, who were uh, birthed in 1984. 
So here was a, a band who had a unique mix of uh, classic rock, hard rock, uh, masters of light and shade with a lead vocalist who was a, basically a poet. Uh, he, he unfortunately passed away in 2015, signaling the demise of the band. Now, obsessed knuckleheads uh, will likely say that all their albums are classic. Uh, but for you metalheads and uh, hard rockers out there, I would pick uh, point to the three albums issued in the 92 to 96 period. But specifically, fully, completely, uh, were uh, Chris Sangreeds of uh, Anvil and Judas Priest and many others' fame uh, smoothed out their quirkiness and hardened up their sound for us uh, classic rock and hard rockers out there. So I saw the band live twice during this period, uh, between 92 and 96, and I've never seen more adulation thrust on a band, whether they're international or national. It was just amazing to see.
hidden in the shadows behind other native thrashing units like Razor Sacrifice and Voivod were dead brain cells uh, formed in Montreal in 1985 who issued two albums before uh, uh, dissolving in obscurity. So DBC, as they were known, uh, specialized in thinking man's metal uh, with some uh, foot in crossover waters as well. So lots of speedy stuff here, intricate rhythm work, uh, instrumental skills really high. I would point you towards the debut. <laughs> of relatively obscure Canadian acts is the real Mackenzies who were birthed likely in the back alley of a CD bar in Vancouver uh, sometime in 1992. So Celtic punk is their stock and trade here uh, embracing everything Scottish. Uh, so this is one of those few bands who uh, continues to improve as their discography goes on. Uh, some of the best material uh, are coming out now. Uh, I would point to Rats in the Burlap from 2015 and Beer and Loathing uh, from last year. Uh, now these guys should be mentioned in the same breath whenever anybody brings up Dropkick Murphys or Flogging Mollies. Criminally underrated.
Wash all them kind of wild walls On the 42nd marching to the booming wall Some of them had tartan cruisers Some of them had nane at all Some of them had kilts and sporters Marching to the booming wall list is Woods of Ypres who were formed in Windsor, Ontario in 2002. So some might say that this doom band is uh, well enough known that it shouldn't be included on the list. However, I'm pointing to the debut uh, era where they were uh, an excellent black metal band uh, who produced Canada's greatest black metal album of all time in my opinion. Uh, Against the Seasons, Cold Winter Songs for the Dead Summer Heat, amazing stuff. I was lucky enough to witness the band uh, play the album in full in the same running order at an extreme metal festival in Toronto. Raft attention and the response when they finished, they just played it straight through without a response until the end. Wow, <laughs> I always remember that one. Now, if you go looking for this, make sure you pick up the remastered version as it uh, contains uh, superior production.
So that's it. Thanks for joining us. Uh, remember to join in on Monday for an, another new release Monday podcast and check out our website, www.themightydecibel.com. Have a great one. Bye.